Hey, man, Pam Kent here. Every month here on Mad About Movies, we do an Ask Me Anything episode for our VIPs. We do one with all three hosts, and we do one with one host every single month. These episodes tend to get a little bit crazy, a lot of laughing, a lot of arguing. It's a lot of fun. So here's a little preview of what we do every month over on madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. But stay tuned to the end of this for some weekly recommends, because it wouldn't be a week on Mad About Movies without some. Enjoy. Mason the Edge Merritt asked, if you could drop a director hitting their peak into another decade in history, who would you choose and what decade would you drop them into? Man. And one of his examples was like Alfred Hitchcock into the, I think the eighties or nineties. And I think that would be cool. I would like to see as much as, as great as those, those Hitchcock movies are, I think it would be cool to see him get to work with, uh, you know, uh, visual effects companies and things like that. And just see what, what he could do in the, the two thousands or the 2010s or something like that. Imagine that we, we bowl in the thirties though. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. What he could do with silent film. So <laughs> right. it goes both ways. Yeah. Probably works better. I yeah. Would say. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uve, I, love, I like what? to go. Ooey. 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 That's what I, Uve. that's what I, that's the, the sound yeah, I make when I watch his movies. Yeah, Ooey. exactly. That's a really interesting uh, question, which I don't care for. Cause I like the dumber ones. <laughs> I would say, mm-hmm. I would say, mm, peak. Man, we needed a lot, all the directing help we could get in like the early 2000s because that was kind of a rough few years on films. <laughs> so really any good director ever from like sure. 02 to 04. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Spielberg in that like 50s and 60s era of really big mm-hmm. kind of epics would be interesting. Sure. Yeah. Um, because he makes really broad film. That would be maybe my answer, which might surprise you guys. Yeah, it's good. It's a good answer. Yeah, mine would be, I'd love to see Tarantino be able to work with like old Hollywood movie stars. Yeah. Like, like, you know, Steve McQueen and Jimmy Stewart and Audrey Hepburn and like all those just incredible actor, you know, iconic Marilyn Monroe, those types of people, you know, um, I would have loved to see like Quentin Tarantino actually be able to work in old, in old Hollywood and what kinds of movies he would have made. Yeah. Instead of like idolizing it like for him to actually be a part of that i think would have been really awesome you know because i think he would have fit perfectly in that scene and could have maybe it would have been more of like a b-movie director you know yeah because yeah, for sure. that's like his sure. style and it became more mainstream later but i i would have loved to see him work with like some of the all-time great actors that you know were obviously gone by by 1993 or two so mm-hmm. that'd be mine yeah yeah that'd be good that's a good one That'd be good. What you if we got? could ensure in this scenario, if we could ensure his safety and ability to continue to make films and not get uh, banned from Hollywood, I'd like to send uh, Spike Lee back to about the fifties or sixties and just have him upset everybody. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd so, be cool. Yeah, I like that. really. But again, we'd have to be able to ensure that he would be safe there because I like um, well. the Safties would be cool doing like eighties very like video store type movies because sure. that's kind of what they try to do video store thrillers would be cool mm-hmm. um during that era yeah, put weird. kevin smith in the gone with the wind era mm, now we're talking <laughs> yeah imagine being on a plantation in rural georgia where with jane Gior- and bob yeah but in mm-hmm. jords yeah mm-hmm. yeah jording up <laughs> jording up the old cineplex mm-hmm. yeah jane and bob on terra plantation yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just doing the the the, the Do you guys hand. see that tweet during all the 
Wall Street stuff this week. I might have said it to you. That was just Kevin Smith filling up his car in those awful jorts. <laughs> it's like this, these are the only big short. The only big short I recognize. <laughs> the only big short I care about. Yeah, yeah, that was it. so good. That picture of Kevin Smith. If you haven't seen it, look up Kevin Smith gas station. His shorts are so long that I'm not kidding you. Another quarter inch of fabric, they would have been pants. Mm, yeah. Like that's bad steel. pants. They're bad either way. Right. <laughs> quarter inch. <laughs> Uh, it's even anyway. too long for capris honestly yeah. they're just they're just <laughs> just high waters just barely high waters even john um, cena's like dude what are you doing with the jordan <laughs> <laughs> okay um, yeah, uh that's a good question ro- yeah it was good question that's like one of the better mo- movie questions we ever gotten yeah, i would say right. good job uh where mullins jr merit <laughs> um this one comes from ryan if you were to open your own movie theater what would your approach be to get people through the door? Oh, mm. uh, not charging nineteen ninety five for popcorn. That <laughs> would be good. Okay, affordable so now snacks. We just lost all our money. Great. Affordable snacks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all Ed hates f- profit. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually all for the socially distanced uh, seating, mm-hmm. like that. Hopefully, we carry that over so that you don't yeah. have to sit next to some somebody yeah. who smells terribly, and you can just count on that every time. That would be another thing. Like stop space. going to movies with Vince Vaughn all the time, dude. We told you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've seen. I saw a movie one time that I think it was like Transformers, back the original one, and this is like '07. I see it, and I'm in California, and I'm on an off day on a tour, and I go to see it, and I'm, and it's a sold out show, and this guy sits next to me. I think it was The Dark Knight, actually. Guy sits next next to me. And he must have smoked seven blunts before he got into the. <laughs> he smelled so terrible that I was like gagging, and I had to sit next to this guy for two and a half hours, <laughs> and like that changed my entire perspective on like making sure I smell decent before going to a movie because <laughs> I don't want to do that to somebody else. But yeah, yeah. that guy clearly didn't. Th- he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be really high watching this movie, and that's going to be awesome," but he didn't think of like. <laughs> destroying people's nostrils you know mm-hmm. next to him. i sat so next to george michael i told the story before i yeah. think on the show for dodgeball and gosh that guy smelled great <laughs> right i mean you can kind of see it he just looks like he just a yeah. good musk like a good mm-hmm. really nice high-end french cologne he just smelled great of course if you're looking you know back in it was well known back in the the mid the mid aughts. If you're looking for George Michael, just go to Grapevine, Grapevine Texas yeah. on a 3 p.m. showing yep. of Dodgeball. Any any mm-hmm. Ben Stiller starring comedy, he would be there. I think he was dating. He was dating someone from the yeah. area at the time. I yeah. think was the was the reason why. But it was still it's right by the airport too. So that by the way, he sense. looked exactly like George Michael. You know what I mean? He was, like wearing, was, he was wearing like a, yes, a jean he was, jacket. And, he was basically, I'm not kidding. He was wearing basically the Faith outfit. Like it was no, almost yeah. like he wanted to be recognized. I mean, it wasn't that dead on, but it was like great hair, great stubble, smelled awesome, really nice clothes, legit like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and like handsome was, as he awesome. all, Yeah. I, I want to see was, George Michael. He was not really hiding did. at all. He was just like, I'm going to see Dodgeball with this guy. <laughs> and me and God rest her soul, Kelly B, my mom and I were just there next to him. It was a great thing. But yeah, no, he did smell great. But I would go, man, if you want to make, I mean, if you want to make it a successful theater, I would go two, three screens max mm. and maybe theme each screen. So always have one. 
you know, popcorn, big movie, and then one scary movie, and then one classic movie going at all times. And like theme your theme your little houses based on what it is. And like maybe brand them around it. Like, oh, we're going and maybe price accordingly. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I just I would just knock off the Alamo. I mean, that's yeah. I, I like what the what the Alamo presents. Um so uh, you know, fewer fewer screens, more themed movies with with you know throwbacks or classic movies, things like that. Fun experiences as well, um, like the MacGruber screening that we did a few, many yeah. many years ago. At this point, I would go mostly an adult um, private adult screen rooms. Yeah, yeah, I would do kind of. Cause I want to bring that back. Porn, porn <laughs> in theaters. Sure, right. I think that has a big future. Mm-hmm. That's still a big Fred thing Lily in downtown Dallas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm always blown away driving to like a, totally. a Mavs game or something, and there's like 20 cars outside of the adult theater. I'm like, none of <laughs> these people, people have discovered the internet. That's incredible. I 2020. I know. Just need to drive up there. Just need to drive up to the. <laughs> it must be awesome because if they're like <laughs> driving up there, like. Going out of their way, like, oh my goodness, that's <laughs> must a great be worth line. it. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's the their true. Uh, Huey Herman risked aesthetics. his career on it, so <laughs> so did uh, rest his soul, Fred Willard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a. It's a whole different. You know, you guys are the two sort of aesthetic cinephiles. <laughs> you and Brian, you guys love the theater experience. I don't know why that doesn't translate across. You know, everything. I don't. <laughs> Uh, um all right one more movie question then we'll get into to to life and and such uh this one comes from eric m what is an adaptation of source material that disappointed you the most so uh i i assume a a book although i guess it could be a play or Mm -hmm. anything else that's i didn't like the hamilton movie no um man okay so does the Panama Papers count as the post? <laughs> For you, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible oh, adaptation. Man. man, top 10 movie of 2018 cool. or whatever. Good, I hope you're happy about that. I hope you sleep well at night with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, I don't, but it's not because of that, Richard. Um, man. Yeah, it's usually because I bummed out by the Mavericks. I'm trying to come up with trade ideas in my brain. At 3 yeah, that's fair. That's usually why I can't sleep. That's fair. The post is better than Tim Hardaway Jr. I'll give it that. <laughs> um, man, a good, a bad adaptation. Hmm. I got. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they did a good job with Lord of the Rings. Can't go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, most recently, I was disappointed in the Goldfinch. Oh, um, yeah, that yeah. could have been a, a great, should have been a great movie. It had all the key ingredients. Um, maybe Girl with the Dragon Tattoo let me down. Okay, even mm. that was Fincher. It was still, still a good movie, but yeah, that movie's better than I remember. I just watched a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, it's better than it probably got the reputation for, but yeah, it wasn't great. And then The Dark Tower, um, Stephen, oh, Stephen King, Dark that. Tower that with Idris Elba and Classic, McConaughey yeah. that should have been. The next Lord of the Rings and uh, yeah. ended up I mean, being one honestly, of the worst the movies Hobbit, ever. So. I make Lord of the Rings joke. The Hobbit is kind of up there. Yeah, um, yeah, that's probably mine. Yeah, and I like I, the I like the Hobbit movies fine, but uh, I, I sort of defend them, I guess. But yeah, they're not awful. But compared to what sure. came before them and how yeah. iconic those books are, I feel like they're yeah. a little disappointing. Sure, Wrinkle in Time is one that oh, I think is my a God. great classic. Children oh, Great Gatsby, Boz Lerman. 
Yeah, that's a good one. I, good I was one. so looking forward to that. Oh my god. Yeah. DiCaprio, freaking yeah. Carrie Mulligan. I was Edgerton. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Toby Maguire. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that one's that's super disappointed. Wrong, Love his blindness on the trailer. They should have done if they had John Jai Courtney instead of Joel Egerton, we would be referring to that as the Jai Courtney right. film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good question. That's a good one. Gatsby's a good one. Love that book. He did not like that movie. Did not. And then on paper, should have worked. Like Boz Lerman probably could have done a really cool thing with I know. That. Trailer was awesome. Guy, the visuals still, were awesome, but the movie was yeah, just, just didn't work. a mess. One of the few, few uh, bad spots for, for Boz is doing something right now that's kind of cool. Doing Elvis, Elvis, I think. That's mm-hmm. right. He's doing the Elvis in Australia. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I just got bumped to uh to 2022. Another yeah. and then we'll move on. We'll get a show question in here or a life question yeah. or whatever. I this is not a uh I may have said this before, but it's not a bad adaptation, but I love World War Z, the book. Um Yeah. And I really it's just like not the movie really an too. adaptation. It's just yeah, like they, they own, have yeah. almost nothing in common except yeah, yeah. for the title. There's almost nothing similar between those two That's things. That's a good one. So I was a little frustrated. Like again, like the movie's probably like a B plus A minus kind of movie to me, but the book I really dug and it just doesn't. It's yeah. not translated. That's a all. that's a cool kind of nuanced answer to that because they're two different total things. Sure. Um, okay, let's get uh, let's get into some random. Gone Girl's one that the movie's better than the book, like a lot smarter and more. Interesting oh yeah, that's a good one. I don't think I. I'm not sure if I ever read Gone Girl or if I. It's good. It's it. a nice little pulpy book, but the you know. The book movie is a higher form. Remember, like something say. that was so hyped what? was um, "Girl on the Train." Yeah, that yeah. book oh was so gosh. big, and then the movie was just ugh. yeah, it was not good. That book's not great either. Uh, there's, I think that was the last book I read where I was like, I'm not reading any more books that that the title of the book is "The Girl Blank," <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. We're it's good. Like, We've that's done. Because like, you hate women. Like, yeah, yeah well, that's, that. I mean, that's a given. Um, so that was like the secondary reasoning, I guess. Sure, but, uh, gotcha. Yeah, not not a fan. Not a fan. Okay, um, let's see here. We got lots of good life slash random questions this this time around. Um, let's go with... Oh, okay, I thought I liked this. This was kind of random, and it was, it was cool. From Tom, he says... You're stuck on an island for a hundred days with one Kevin. Mm. Who do you choose? Kevin Hart, Kevin Costner, Kevin Bacon, or Kevin Malone from the office? I was going to say Kevin Malone, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Malone. Probably Kevin Malone because you can make Kevin's famous chili. Chili, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. You, you got to the onions. lay on the beach and eat hot dogs all day. So. Oh, man. What was it? Kevin Hart. Not Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he'd be a little intense for me for a hundred days. Yeah. Sure. Um, Kevin Costner or Kevin Bacon? Mm-hmm. I'd probably be Kevin Bacon. Yeah, of that list, Kevin Malone's Kevin not. Kevin Bacon a, seems not a like he's he's pretty chill. Yeah, in some yeah. ways, I think I think can't I'd go probably wrong go with Costner. Costner, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not that one. That's the last on my list. I've been uh, racking my brain. I was like, Kevin Johnson. That's kind of a funny joke, but not right. that many people yeah. get his Sacramento things. Mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett. Okay, that's right. just for Brian. I was going through a ton of Kevin's and. Can't just out of nowhere just throws Kevin Spacey. That's yeah. the joke. Bingo. Yeah, that's our answer. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I, I feel like Kevin Costner would have some skills. Like he, yeah. he seems like a guy who can like build a 
build a so house. So does Spacey, or though, to be fair. Kevin Spacey might be the <laughs> last, not only Kevin, but last person you'd want to be on an island with <laughs> yeah. alone for 100 days, maybe, right? <laughs> Even without point, the scandal, I might feel like the yeah. army hammer. But I don't know. his only skill is weird <laughs> monologues as Frank Underwood. You're like, I want to hey, meet Kev, the. Uh, can you go grab some kindling over there? He's like, kindling. <laughs> kindling. I want to meet well, the. Uh, oh boy, the like film student who uh, has to shoot all of Kevin's uh, Spacey's weird <laughs> Christmas videos every year. I know it's Shane. Shows up and like has no, to set Shane, up lights dude. and like microphones and like. I want to start the rumor that it's Shane. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on, Kevin. Hold on. Not recording. Here we go. Can this camera even do 4K? Um... <laughs> so that's that's canon now, right? Nope. Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Shane shoots Kevin Spacey's annual Christmas card. Done. That exists in the MAM universe now. Man, Sorry, Shane. Shane. You've been volunteered. We love you, buddy. <laughs> this is revenge for making. He can defend himself on the uh, Snyder Lee cut episode. Uh, probably yeah. his appearance. So. Yeah, it's just <laughs> hold on. Okay. All right. And action. <laughs> Christmas. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed that little AMA preview, and you can listen to the entire AMA at our VIP site. And also, we do AMAs every month with all three of us and an individual one with one of us every single month. So that's two AMAs a month if you're a VIP. So enjoy that. But for now, let's get to a quick weekly recommend. Weekly recommends. Richard, what you got? Yeah, I've got a book here. Uh, Ken, I think you read it. I read it a few years ago when it first came out, but I just did the audible of it. Kind of reacclimated myself to it because I've been doing a lot of his books. Uh, around the Lakers specifically, but uh, it's Jeff Perlman's Boys Will Be Boys uh, yeah. Cowboys history about the 90s Cowboys. Really great audible, great book, and uh, it was a really fun reread because I had forgotten 94% of it. Um, and so, yeah, loved it. Super fun, really juicy, gossipy sports book about a really iconic era and, uh, you know, living in Dallas, uh, a lot of funny local stuff in it as well. So, Boys Will Be Boys by Jeff Perlman, uh, great sports book. Yeah, the the '90s Cowboys uh, um, were such a such an enigma. So many personalities on that team. I went I went back and read that uh, when I did my Barry Switzer documentary because there's a lot of Barry Barry stuff in there, oh, and yeah. it, a lot of the stuff in the book went went down under his watch. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, none of it, not a lot of it, made it into the documentary. Uh, you know, we did shoot some stuff. Of about you know Barry Switzer talking about the White House, which was this house that was next to the facility that the players rented to go like do cocaine and hook up with chicks and stuff. And uh, funny quote about that was it didn't make the documentary was like um, you know Barry confronted Michael Irvin about it or like uh, brought him into his called him into his office and said you know Mike what what's this about and he said Coach. We're doing, we're trying to do the wrong thing, but we're doing it the right way. <laughs> and he said, God, you know what? Clear, You're absolutely right. <laughs> and he just <laughs> kept doing it. He's like, he's like, what, what, what's the alternative? We go out to the club, <laughs> you know, we go out. It's like, dude, we're all in this private house together. Like, this is, 
this is what you want us to do, right? It's called team building. And he's like, yeah, you're right. It's cool. <laughs> Glad you explained it. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it just kept going on. But what a what a cra- crazy story. And that's that's one that needs like a 10-part Last Dance level series yeah. on those teams. Because, oh my God, Dion and Aikman and Charles Haley and... Irvin and just your players Darryl getting arrested Johnson all the just time. Just out there partying, man. Chad Hennings, Jerry Jones, Jimmy. No check went hard, dude. <laughs> He's awful. <laughs> Very anti Novacek. <laughs> yeah, Step Stepnoski. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good recommend, and and certainly one that like. It's an iconic sports book, man. That's like mm-hmm. yeah. that's like a, a must read for any sports fan. It's like a top ten sports book of all time kind of thing, probably. Oh, so yeah, great. good to recommend. Yeah, I didn't know there was an audible. That that'd be a very entertaining audible. I'm yeah, sure. I never audible it, so it was it was a great audible. Yeah, sweet. Brian, what you got? I recommend an album uh, that came out very beginning of the year. I just had a chance finally to listen to it. I'm, I'm sure you've been all over it, Kento, uh, and I can't remember where you stand on this band, Richard, but. It is what it is. It's uh, Pine Grove, Amperland, New York. And I haven't watched this movie that it goes with, Kent. I don't know. Have you seen this yet? I have. Yeah. Is yeah. it terrible? It sounded like it was going to be terrible. But the no, it's not, a, it's, not, it's not like a movie. It's okay. like, it's like um, them doing like performing a live show. Like in okay. their, they rented this house and it's them performing in their house. But like there's... I don't know. There's maybe two minutes of any kind of movie stuff in it. It's just like filmed really nice, you know? Okay. It's Um, like a concert movie. It's like a concert movie. Exactly. And there's like very little, it's kind of like spoofing a silent movie where there's like title cards with like some words on them and things like that. But yeah, no, it's it's basically just like them playing 20 songs over the course of an hour or whatever. It It makes me feel a lot better. The, the, sort of descriptor on it or whatever on YouTube. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds awful. No, you'll but dig it. You'll, music, you'll dig so. it. It's literally just them playing okay. like in I'll their jam. It room. It's I'm dope. Yeah. It's like, week. it's kind of like the uh, Radiohead uh, from the basement thing. Okay. With a little okay. bit more production value. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, the album itself is really good. Pine Grove is one of my favorite bands. This was a Kent turned me on to them, uh, I don't know, two, three years ago. And uh, the album itself is just uh, there's like there's a couple of new songs on there I think if I'm if I'm uh, correct but most of them are uh, songs from their previous albums with different instrumentation and just different versions of those songs and they're usually most of them are stripped down a little bit it's not like quite it's not quite acoustic but it's it's just a little bit a little bit lighter for the most part uh, and I I really dig Pine Grove Rules one of my favorites and uh, Marigold last year is one of my one of my favorite albums of the year and so there's a few songs from that on there there's a few mm-hmm. songs from Skylight um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any from Cardinal on this this new album which is probably my favorite album of theirs but regardless yeah you're right yeah I think it's mainly Skylight Marigold and they actually play a few from their first record okay that's what um, so that's probably those are the ones I didn't yeah. know I guess so yeah yeah um, it, it's great. You're really, you're right, really man. Nice they're, vibes. Yeah, they're they're really solid. And what's well, something cool about them is this album is like a live album, but you know they're a band that's known for like revisiting old songs often and doing new versions of old songs and kind of like I don't know having a an evolving um, versions of songs all the time. Mm-hmm. So this is sure. like the next iteration of that, which is really cool. 
Uh, yeah, you know, if you're into alt country, if you're into like indie rock, check yeah. them out. They they they're mainly rock, like electric guitar bass, but a lot of acoustic. They pull out the lap steel, pedal steel a lot, mm-hmm. banjo, piano. You know, so they it's like alternative rock with like country influences. I mm-hmm. I would just say yeah, that's a, that's a good so that's it. that's kind of like. You know, if you've never heard them, check them out. Ellen and I, uh, VIP Ellen, uh, you mm-hmm. might have might know from the show. Her and I went and saw them, like like literally like three days before lockdown. <laughs> it was March first of two thousand and twenty. You know, still, that... we went and saw them, and like I went on my honeymoon the next day and got back and quarantined for the next yeah. twelve months. Yeah, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still grouchy. Like I, I was gonna buy tickets to that show. I was waiting on Tobin, uh, my, my co-host from Spread the Floor, to say whether or not he was going to go or not. And in the meantime, Marigold came out and all the tickets went away immediately. Yeah, Marigold came and out and then it sold out. Yeah, that's what and happened. And then Ellen invited me to take uh, her her fiance's ticket for that show because she was like, he's not really into it. He's just going. For, but if you, you know, if you want to go, then. And I just was at that point, I was like, it would be. This Tell is Tobin he's not going anymore. And all this sort of, I was just like, I, I just don't, I don't think I can make it work. And then, you know, and then you guys had a great show. And then also we will never go see concerts again. And that would have been my last chance to ever see live music apparently. So <laughs> I'm very depressed that I, that I didn't make that happen. Cause uh, that would have been, that would have been great. But yeah, uh, that, that, that's uh that was a great one to end normal life with good, like seeing nice, my good last arguably show. my favorite yeah. band uh play <laughs> yeah. their last show that tour too it was the last show Crazy. they played before lockdown Crazy. so i think the last yeah, show cool. i saw was black keys and that was like november of black keys are supposed to be back in dallas like this year i think yeah so we need to go see them as like That'd a cool. as like a welcome back to real life thing <laughs> so you see the yeah. black keys uh, my wife and i bought tickets too, to see so tame and bala last year Mm-hmm. And it got postponed to next August. Yeah. Like literally a year in like three months from the original date. <laughs> Richard and I had uh, tickets to see Josh Ritter was doing this like mm-hmm. cathedral tour. Like he, yeah. I, I, Richard, I don't remember what, what church yeah. he was going to play at here. It's like the it's, Methodist church down there in South in uh, Kessler. Yeah. It was like Kessler Methodist. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 We, that was like supposed to be in May of last year. And yeah. I was very, I was pumped about that. Cause we, we talked about flying. Cause originally the, the tour wasn't going to come here. We, we like looked at plane tickets yeah. to go see in, in DC or, uh, yeah. I don't remember where the other location was. And then it turned out that he was coming here. I was super pumped. And then obviously that got canceled too. So anyway, now it's a bummer. Uh, sorry. I didn't mean to make it a bummer, but yeah, check out, uh, Pine Grove, uh, uh, Amperland, New York. Uh, if cool. you're. I think it's a good intro to that band too, and then you can go check out. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a greatest albums. hits compilation. Sure, and yeah. then uh, yeah, from there just go dig into their. Al- they only have three albums, vibes. so it's a good vibe. To, they're not to put they're on not like a band that has been around, and you got to dig through twenty five records to f- like. Right. They're pretty new, so yeah. three albums, a couple EPs, and uh, that's that's it. Yeah, check them out. Well, well, yeah, the, the, that's something we're always happy to do: turn people on to good to good yeah. bands, and and if you have good bands. Uh, definitely want to check out our Mad About Music channel on our Discord that our VIPs have access to because mm-hmm. we always are talking music in there with our lovely, um, our lovely VIP is Josiah, works at a record store. He's always posting cool records and things that we're spinning on the weekends, things like that. So um, if you're a movie fan that also has a big passion for music, so do we. And, uh, you know, we... 
we probably like music as much as movies. We just don't talk about it as much, and we don't have a podcast about it. But we do talk about it mm-hmm. on our on our Discord. So check that out on the uh, on the VIP as well. Um, I'm going to recommend. Uh, speaking of music, a documentary. Um, I've a band I've g- gotten really into this past year that I was into like I don't know pretty fair weather growing up. Um, but I've really gone on a, like a deep dive on them is gorillas. Do you guys like gorillas? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a big blur fan, big Oasis guy, big Brit pop fan growing up. And then, you know, blur broke up and Damon Albarn started gorillas and it was so different from blur that I didn't understand it, you know? And it was so different from honestly anything that was out at the time that I didn't understand it. Um, this was like when I was in like what, seventh eighth grade something like that when they kind of broke out and then um plastic beach came out in like 2010 when i was in in the band and i remember listening to that record and they completely changed my view of them and then i kind of put them on the on the back burner for a couple of years and then this past year during lockdown i was like i want to go listen to those records because they're probably better than i you know thought they were at the time and they were. I loved. I've loved listening, going back and listening to them. I went went back and bought a few of the albums. And uh, what I want to recommend is a documentary that they uh, put out. Uh, I think this past year, it's called "Reject False Icons," and it's them like working in the studio on this newest record called "Humans." Uh, there's actually a documentary that's that's a lot earlier called "Bananas with a Z," um, but it's a lot harder to find. But that's an actually a better documentary for gorillas because it's like it talks about how they formed and it's like the very early days of the band, you know, mm. kind of when they started and Feel Good Inc. and like kind of their their um, you know more popular music. Um, but it's too hard to find, so I don't want to recommend that because I don't want to recommend something that people can't find. Um, so the other one is called Reject False Icons, and um, yeah, I mean it's just fascinating to me that you could do a band that's cartoons. You know, like to me, that that whole concept of a fake band just fascinates me as an art project and or whatever. Live too, I mean, yeah, and the way they do it live and how it's really just unlimited possibilities with what they do. You know, they can do hip hop, jazz, rock, almost anything, and it kind of fits the brand. Uh, so, yeah, I've just been really fascinated by like the whole concept behind it and the execution of it. And then I've been going back to the records and they're all very, very solid. So, Gorillas Reject False Icons is the documentary. Uh, check that one out. It's really good. Uh, a lot of good studio footage and stuff like that if you're into watching how records are made. It's got Pusha T, Vince Staples shows up. Uh, it's good. Solid. Ben Middleson, mm-hmm. of course, shows up. So, you know, Great. totally normal. Gorillas. That's my recommend. Awesome. All right. There you go, ma'am, fam. That's our AMA preview. Remember, you get that full AMA if you're a VIP and also that Discord. Check that out. Shout out to the new people who have joined us uh, the past few weeks. Got a lot of new a lot of new faces in the Discord, and uh, it's been fun. It's been awesome, and we'll, we'll continue that off the air. So shout out to those people, and uh, if you want to be a VIP, it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. But uh, we'll be back next week. More movie talk, and hopefully we'll see you soon at the cinema. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I've got you pegged 
But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.